And I am Aware Now. Aware Now, the official platform for causes. Tune in and turn it up as we raise awareness one story at a time for the causes that tie us all together. Teresa Chung has been researching and writing about spirituality, astrology, dreams, and the paranormal for the past 25 years. She has a master's degree from King's College, Cambridge University, in theology and English. Teresa is a dream decoding expert and best-selling author who has dedicated her life to researching and promoting the transformative and healing power of what is invisible, infinite, and unseen in our lives. You decode dreams, Teresa. And I have a dream for you. When I was a little girl, I had a reoccurring dream for years. And it wasn't every night, but it was every now and again and often. I remember it clearly to this day. This wasn't your standard dream with a specific set of characters or a certain sequence of events. It was an image. It was a moving image. So this is what I saw and felt. Gray. It was a light gray background and with a dark gray line that was pulled across the center. It looked perhaps like a like a piece of yarn, a dark gray piece of yarn perhaps. And as it pulled across the screen in my head, I felt very safe, very calm, very comfortable. However, there would be moments when it would get all knotted up in the middle and it get all tangled in this ball. And instantly I would feel uncomfortable. I would feel scared. And so it would go back and forth, this sequence, um, until I woke up. And so, uh, what do you think about that? I, <laughs> I love it. And in my next book, I want to include it because it is just a textbook example of how dreams work. There's so much to unpick here. I'll be, try and be as brief as I can. But when I talk about dreams, I just go into some kind of crazy mode. So stop me if I talk too much. But first of all, recurring. Now, when a dream recurs, it means that it's a very, very, very important message, right? And until you get it, you're likely to have that dream again. As soon as you get the message the dream is sending, it will shift to something else. So you've had it as a child. So maybe what this is suggesting that you've actually got the message unconsciously without realizing what it was trying to tell you. But what was it trying to tell you? Well, I want you to think of that if this story was in a poem, right? And at school, a teacher put it on the table and said, interpret that. You would go into your symbolic, metaphorical, you know, literary mind and look for all the meanings beneath the surface. So let's just unpick them image that's a memory isn't it we have images on our phone to remember things so that's why it's an image it's all about memories the theme of this dream is memories the gray color colors are very significant in dreams gray classic symbol of maturity so this is something this dream is trying to tell you something that you're going to learn through life experience the yarn symbol of a story you spin a yarn you know you get knotted up 
And what it's saying is that, you know, in your life, you're going to encounter roadblocks. You're going to encounter points in your life as you grow up that just don't make sense. And you think, why did I do that? Why did I say that? Why was I with this person? Why did I do that project? And at the time, you're going to be angry with yourself and not understand it. But what the dream is trying to say to you to return to that theme of maturity, hindsight in time you will look back and you will understand all those loose ends and those knots but maybe not now so stop trying to work them out and just think of them as a lesson that you are being taught something and in time that's one of the beauties of getting older i love getting older you do look back and everything makes sense but it suggests to me as you haven't had this dream recently i suspect that you are actually you know that you know that life wisdom comes with age and that sometimes the knots and the conflicts and the problems are absolutely essential for your evolution. They're things you need to go through, even at the time you have no idea why. And it's asking you to shift your attitude. So when you encounter these roadblocks again, to think happening for a reason, I need to course correct. I don't necessarily need to understand, but it's life telling me course correct. And that's what that dream is. It's beautiful. And it shows someone very visionary and very spiritual at a very young age that your nocturnal intuition was already giving you that highly evolved message, which, you know, people who are older would understand it much more than, than a child. Wow. Okay. So have goosebumps right now, a little bit teary. Um, <laughs> that's, uh, that's incredible. Um, you know, it's a... <sighs> when a dream is shared we often hear oh it's just a dream often our dreams are discounted and so my question is should they be what is it about our dreams teresa that is absolutely valid and that adds value to our lives everything about your dream adds value nothing is trivial and it breaks my heart that people that term, just a dream, nonsense, they forget about it. These are priceless messages from your heart, your intuition. Mm -hmm. What happens is during the day, your dreaming mind, your intuition notices things that are really important, but your ego, your conscious, your reason, your rational state, which needs you need to operate in the world, is not giving it airtime and not allowing you to reflect on it. But your heart knows these things matter these feelings matter. So what happens when you fall asleep and dream and ego and reason and logic, that's the only thing missing in the dream state, they go away for a while, your intuition is unleashed and it's bursting to tell you about things that you have missed in your waking life, because dreams are very current, they're actually very current about what's happening right now, that you need to reflect on more. And the reason we don't understand them is because they talk to us in this a different language of course they do because you're in a different state of reality you're un un unconscious right. and they there's a different language there if you went to another country you'd have to learn the language to understand it properly you need to understand the language of your dreams it talks to you like as i say a poet in symbols in metaphors in puns dreams love puns <laughs> punning associations pathetic fallacy all these things you know they speak to you like an artist 
you know, if you if you are an art lover and you look at works of art and all these meanings pour out, that's exactly mm. how I dream. Every night you're being given a work of art or poetry to decode. And why? Because it brings the power of reflection into your life. And I don't know anyone alive who could not benefit from more reflection about what yeah. they're doing with their waking life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I very, very much agree. Um, my goodness, Teresa. So about you. Oh, gosh. <laughs> let's, let's talk about it. <laughs> it's still the dream. Uh, you know, master's degree from King's College, Cambridge University in theology and English. There are a number of specialties that you could have pursued. You chose to focus on dreams spirituality, astrology, and the paranormal. What was it that personally drew you to this pursuit? Well, I kind of like was born into it. I was born into a family of spiritualists, astrologers, psychics, mediums. But um, so it was commonplace for me to dream decode, um, go to services where people connected to the afterlife. However, I was born into this family that had this passionate belief, you know, we would consult tarot cards, we'd do astrology, we'd dream decode, but I didn't actually, you know, I couldn't see visions, you know, and, but what it gave me was a longing to understand people who said they could you know, to, in a way to get close, because my family was a traveling one as well. We were a very unconventional family. So it was just commonplace for me to look at the world as signs and synchronicities to dream decode. But however, when I was, I don't know how, because I was home educated, I got a place, offered a place at King's College, Cambridge. I couldn't believe it. When I went there, it was a shock to me to discover that not everybody thinks like that. And that a lot of my beliefs about there being an unseen world and the dreams having power was seriously challenged. And that was really good for me to be up against academics, scientists, skeptics, to really fine tune my beliefs. Um, and what I settled on, because as I said, I'm, you know, I can't claim to have psychic powers. I, you know, but however, I did have very, very vivid dreams. And these dreams sometimes were precognitive and that I'd have a dream and then a couple of days later, some aspect of it, often trivial, mm-hmm. would play out. And I wanted to understand that. And also, so I, I, you know, and religions, dreams play a big part in religion and theology. So mm-hmm. I specialized in that. Right. And it just took off from there because when I left Cambridge, I was blessed by book after book from leading publisher after leading publisher who I guess trusted me with what is quite a controversial subject matter because of my academic credentials mm-hmm. so it really helped because I'm very much someone who says look this is my experience this is the research but I'm not going to tell you mm-hmm. what is true or not you make your own mind up and what I found is dream decoding is a great way to interest the mainstream in the spiritual in the unseen because I've written many many books about all aspects of mind body and soul but every time the media calls me can you do a live dream decoding can you um, you know talk about the meaning of our dreams how to get better sleep that Mm -hmm. is what the mainstream will sees me as now I'm you know I regularly dream decode for ITV this morning they do a viewer call in to the whole of UK to call in Mm -hmm. Teresa goes on there and I love it because what they don't realize actually is we are talking about soul we're talking about Mm -hmm. ultimate mystery because nobody actually knows what dreams are 
and where we go and why we have them. And we have these fascinating conversations then about our inner world, the part of us that is invisible and unseen and, 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 the, and consciousness and all that. It's a very long rambling answer. Um, <laughs> but I'll give you a very short one. I saw The Wizard of Oz when I was young and I wanted to have a dream like that. <laughs> I wanted well, to do not want to. <laughs> so that's, that's the short answer. But also another big movie that really pushed me is in 2010, because I'd done a big dream dictionary was Inception. Mm-hmm. And what I loved about Inception was that it made dreaming cool. Mm-hmm. It made dreaming something that people really got passionate about and it found exciting. And of course, yeah. now we've got Sandman dominating Netflix. That's out right now. I love it. The main character called Dream. Right. Because he sprinkles um, sand into people's eyes, eyes whilst they're sleeping to control their dreams. Mm-hmm. You control their dreams. Remember what I said about intuition, you control them. Mm-hmm. Hence, when you wake up, there's grit in your eyes. I love that. It's, it's obviously it's a fantasy. It's so but, smart, though. It's so smart. Yeah. It's number one at the moment on Netflix. Dreaming. Number one for a reason, because dreaming is important. And I, you know what it, what it is, too, is that everyone can identify. Everyone can dream. say, I've had a dream. I've had a dream. And so, again, having that that connective thread, you know, yeah. that, you know, that. <laughs> but also, yes, you know, whoever are. you are, whatever your age, political belief, um, culture, background, you dream. So dreams do illustrate our shared humanity. Yeah, they unite us, mm-hmm. you know, and and we need to focus on what unites us rather than divides us. We're all dreaming. Oh beings. my goodness! Yeah, absolutely. Well, and to that point, perhaps um, for a, for a book moving forward, a new one, perhaps of uh, you know, instead of united we stand, united we dream, you know, absolutely. and in because that is that is the case. And I mean, there's so many things that I agree with, um, and things that you've shared, things that you've said. One thing. I very much agree with is that we are all spiritual beings having a human experience. Now, this experience, of course, has a start and an end on our lifetime here, but our lifetime is only one of many timelines that we have. So what I am so eager to hear from you is your thoughts about time and the best use of it. Well, I'm glad you asked, actually, because um, as part of my research and writing, I collaborate with scientists. I'm very much scientists who are actually researching consciousness. And I had the privilege five years ago now, I think, to collaborate with a neuroscientist, Dr. Julia Mossbridge, who is, I call her the time lady. Um, She's absolutely amazing. She studies time and precognition. And she also um, co-authored a book called The Transcendent Mind which was published by the American Psychological Association, which was the first book to admit, well, to sort of like posit the idea that a part of us can exist separate from our body and brain, i.e. our consciousness. And that's radical that the American Psychological uh, Society could actually publish that. And, you know, it's, it's very exciting. So if consciousness can survive body and brain death, as often near-death experiences, out-of-body experiences show, why not? Can we not exist beyond Mm -hmm. our material form? We don't know. There is no proof. But I always say there's no proof that there isn't. 
life after death mm-hmm. or whatever as well. Um, and, you know, I get sent so many, I mean, one of the great privileges about being a very prolific writer in this area, because I always include my email in my books and say, write to me, tell me your stories, is the, oh my goodness, the messages I get, the stories from people who actually believe they've had a laugh, past life, who believe in this part of us that can exist separate from our body and brain. Now, mm-hmm. I call this the long self over time. Mm-hmm. Um, um, Eric Wargo, actually a, a fascinating writer, wrote a book called Time Loops, where he talks about our past, present and future exa- self all existing at once. It's hugely complicated and a lot of people will say this sounds like gobbledygook, but that's wonderful because with my research with scientists, both those who are, you know, interested in consciousness and those who are not, they don't actually know what time is. They can't mm. properly define it, which is fascinating. Mm-hmm. What is time? You know, and I guess all we have is the present moment right now. But even right now, the person I was at the start of this interview has gone, has evaporated, but it was still me. I mean, the person I am now, you know, because my cells have regenerated, I'm a new person. And the same, the person I was a child, the you I was as a child, is dead, is gone. But I'm still here. So there's a part of me that is eternal, that exists with all these these selves that reinvent themselves every day. And you could say that bodily death is just another transition to another phase of existence. Um, so have I answered your question? <laughs> you've, you've actually um, inspired several more, but yes. <laughs> well, I wrote a book called The Premonition Code, which explored all this with the scientific um, perspective. And, you know, because when you sense the future, what's going on there? You know, um, is there a future self that you can meet? I love that idea of actually befriending the person you're going to be tomorrow and encouraging everyone to leave a kind message for that person to say, hello, I'm keen to meet you. I think you're amazing. And there has actually been some preliminary research to show that leaving messages for your future self is actually really healing. It's a very simple thing, but take shaking hands with your future self saying, you are an amazing person. I'm excited to meet you. And also doing that going back in time. I mean, I do a lot of work on that. You know, I had Obviously, you can understand being in a traveling family, it was a difficult childhood to go back in time as my adult consciousness and to be there for that child who may have been very confused and bewildered and to put an arm around it. So befriend your past self, befriend your future self, but know it's all part of your long self that may exist infinitely. We don't know, as I say. There's so much that science doesn't know. And those recently released pictures of NASA, oh my goodness. We are made of the same energy of those stars. You know, that energy, that spark of life within us. I I just think that was so inspiring. And they don't know it. They're saying, oh, it's deeper than we thought. And I thought, well, so is every human, everyone listening to this. You are so much deeper and infinite than you know. And dreams are a door to that, showing you so much creativity, so much colour, the stories people dream up are just amazing. I mean, many books and novels, like Frankenstein, the first sci-fi novel, was a dream. Mm-hmm. You know, Stephen King, he, he openly admits he dreams many of the plots of his novels. How can that happen? 
when you're asleep. You know, you can go to places and meet people in your dreams you've never met before. How does that happen? And sleep and dream researchers, they really do not know. You know, there is the argument, it's random firings of the brain. But then why are these stories so tidy sometimes? So perfect. Mm -hmm. How, what about precognitive dreams, which I get stacks of? People who have had a glimpse of the, their future in the dream. You know, deja vu we're talking about here. Yeah. And I think it's nothing to fear. It's like everything to get excited about and show that we are more infinitely mysterious. Yeah. And more infinitely creative than we can ever, forgive the pun, dream of. Right, right. <laughs> Wow. Okay. So now you're just taking me to all these other places that I want to talk to you about. No, no, no. But really quick before, because there's, I have certain questions I've planned for us today, but I do need to pause for a moment because you said the word deja vu. Do you feel that that is an indicator that we are in alignment with our future? Yes. With, is that what that means? Yes. If you, I mean, I, I mean, one of the most, I mean, manifesting is huge at the moment, you know, but if you dream about a, one of, if you dream about something you've longed for coming true, mm -hmm. that is a really good sign because it shows your unconscious believes it, you know, and it's the power of belief. So if you dream about something like, you, you know, getting the job, the relationship, whatever, if you dream it's happening, you are so close because your inner world is already believing that's a reality. It's just up for your, you know, your your logical mind to go go with it. It is. And, mm -hmm. and when you start tapping into your dreams as well, and you notice, I dreamt about that last night. I saw that bicycle. I saw that flower. I, I dreamt of someone and they randomly text me, someone I haven't been in touch with. These things happen. And when they do, I just want you to go, hallelujah. I am on track. This is really exciting. Let the signs continue. Just enjoy mm -hmm. them. It's, it's blissful when that, that happens. Mm -hmm. I love mm -hmm. it too when I, I dream of random people that I don't necessarily think about. Um, they pop into my mind overnight and then I read about them in the news or as I say, they contact me. Mm -hmm. And this is just a private, trivial thing for me. But what it shows me is I'm my intuition is firing it's so exciting and i do believe actually i'm increasingly having studied dreams now forever mm -hmm. that there is a precognitive element to all of our dreams and we should pay attention to that our dreams are painting a future for us and don't panic if you have really really scary dreams because you know it's very important also to work out the knots as we mm -hmm. talked about earlier and to meet our shadow to embrace that to understand it because that's where all the growth comes because if our life was just easy all the time we would never grow mm -hmm. we would never learn compassion for ourselves and others we would never you know heal we would never move forward because i think we are here i don't know why we're here to learn and evolve and so actually you should think of conflicts and setbacks and failures and disappointments as I know this is hard as, as a transformative gift mm. because they are pushing you. They are saying, oh my goodness, you are so, of course, grow now. Time to change direction and really, you know, grow, learn. Mm -hmm. You have been given the gift of learning. This is going to teach you something about yourself. It's going to help you love yourself and take care of yourself as well. Set right. your boundaries, know who you are. And, and it's a real, real gift. It really is. But yeah, I, to, again, <laughs> go, oh gosh, I, I, to go back to, 
people would be, I always say, you know, is that yes, deja vu is a sign that you're on track with your spiritual awakening. Mm -hmm. And even if it's very trivial, mm -hmm. you dream, dream of, you know, eating a cake and then the next day you see that cake. Mm -hmm. Don't, nothing is trivial in life. We don't mm -hmm. know. That, that cake could be, you could be sitting there and you could have a great idea. Mm -hmm. you know, or, you know, you, you could, um, because you took time out from your day, uh, you averted a disaster. You don't know behind the scenes yeah. the reasons behind everything. So just trust right. it and enjoy it. And write down your dreams, everyone, please. You're not going to know it's precognitive if you don't write it down. Mm -hmm. Because having worked with scientists, I know they need proof. And it's no good someone saying to me, oh, I had a dream this would happen and it did. I want a timestamp and a date, mm -hmm. a date you know, mm -hmm. to say proof. And also you need to prove to yourself. That's right. why creating a dream diary is so important. And if you look back sometimes over, over several weeks, you can actually see that your dreams were conjuring up your present reality. A big mistake people make with their dream recall work is fixating on one dream, mm -hmm. right? And they need to realize that dreams work like a yarn, like a series, like a Netflix series. You've got to tune into the next episode. They comment on each other. And mm. often it's only, your dream journal is only good with the benefit of looking back over time and seeing how your intuition has been like a voiceover to your waking life and been really trying to help you. It's like this commentary, but you can't do that just by recording a one-off dream. It's not enough. You've got to do it at least three to four weeks. Mm -hmm. And you know, it, Oscar Wilde once said, always have something sensational to read on the train. Take your dream journal and better still, have one side for your dreams and one side for your waking life so that you can see how they connect and how one is commenting on the other because your waking life is also influencing your dreams and to see that connection. Yeah, wow. Um, you know, so let's talk about, I wanna go back to the subject of time because in your time here, as a best-selling author, you've written over 40 books. Your latest is entitled, How to Catch a Dream. And it's this ultimate toolkit for lucid dreaming. So yeah. for those unfamiliar, what is lucid dreaming? Well, first of all, How to Catch a Dream, I wrote that because so many people said to me, I love what you're doing. It really makes sense, but I don't remember my dreams. Mm -hmm. So first of all, I had to reassure everybody, you do dream, you're just not recalling it. And there's certain research proven tools and techniques and tips that I give in the book to trigger dream recall because dream recall is a sign of holistic well-being. It really is. People who have regular dream recall, they tend to cope better with anxiety. Even if they have nightmares, you need to, if you learn to work with nightmares, you can transform them. And lucid dreaming, really it's the holy grail of dreaming. It's what that movie Inception was all about. It's being able to, you're in a dream and you suddenly know you're dreaming. And then you can potentially influence how that dream happens. Now, many people will have had that time when they're in a dream, they know they're dreaming, but what happens is there's a rush and they wake up, the dream collapses. Mm -hmm. So it's tools and techniques to stay in that dream state because we talked about manifesting earlier. If in your dream state, you can actually be and do what, you're, what you long for, you are really helping yourself in your waking life because 
most people's roadblock is themselves. It's their lack of self-confidence, their lack of self-love, their lack of self-care and their lack of self-awareness. But if in the dream state, you can create the world that you want your waking life to be, oh, that's when the magic begins. Mm -hmm. So that's why lucid dreaming is so powerful and it has actually been proven to help veterans, for example, who are having trauma from being in conflict zones. Lucid dreaming is very powerful for, for veterans who can't get over, you know, in what they what they saw, the horrors mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. of what they saw. And lucid dreaming, they are taught lucid dreaming techniques and a remarkable rate of healing and progress with it. Also in prisons as well, bringing lucid dreaming work into prisons to help people understand themselves better. This is a really exciting development now in, in dream work um, because actually I, I was really surprised that in Chicago women's prison, for example, my dream dictionary was one of the most requested items mm -hmm. because, you know, if you are, you know, doing time, you dream and you want to understand yourselves better. but. You know, it can be helped in prisons and in schools. There is an initiative as well to help children not fear their dreams and in their dreams to become so creative, to explore their creativity. Because a lot of people think they're not creative mm -hmm. because some teacher or somebody has said, you can't draw, you can't sing. But every night when we fall asleep, we are ultimate creators. You can create, you can be or do anything and you can can be an artist as say you can be a singer you can you can be anything you can go to space so mm -hmm. it can help children love their imagination and their creativity mm -hmm. as well you know to not fear their dreams and to actually when they fall asleep to be excited that the, this is the biggest adventure of their day is right. about to be i do remember as a child that i would sometimes wake up and Oh, I want to go back to sleep. I was having a great dream. I was on a ship. I was going to see the whales and the dolphins, you know, things like that. Um, and uh, and then, as I say, writing it down is so important because it will give you, help you brainstorm as well. Because what dreams do is also they take you right outside the box. You know, in our waking life, um, we off, you know, sometimes you need a leap of faith, don't you, to, to make a movement forward in your career or with a project. Yeah. Reason and logic will always shut those leap of faith down, say, no, that doesn't make sense, that's ridiculous. But in a dream state, you can connect something with something else that you never would have dreamed of doing because your dream state allows that to be possible. And that's where great leaps of faith and movement forward happen. As I say, even Google was inspired by a vision in a dream that um, the co-founder Larry Page had. He, he didn't want to set, you know, he was he had a dream that everything could be downloaded onto one page when he was at Stanford. And he woke up in the middle of the night, and I'm telling you, if you wake up in the middle of the night with a dream on your mind, that is a real calling card from your intuition. Write it down, he wrote it down, thought, my goodness, this could be possible. He dropped out of Stanford. And a couple of years later, we have Google, which arguably has changed the world all began with a vision in a dream because could he have done that in the waking state that you know that infinite possibility and potential of everything on one page you know as, yeah. as, a, as a portal yeah. i mean he was a computer geek so in his room before he goes to bed at night he writes this in his biography i believe uh, autobiography uh, that you he, all that all these computers were lying about so he went to bed with that constantly on his mind 
And that's mm -hmm. another thing, if you want to dream, set the intention the night before what you want to dream about, mull over it because you're very impressionable in that state between sleeping, waking and sleeping. Your brain mm -hmm. is very plastic. So feed it what you want it to tell you. Tell yourself you're going to dream. Tell yourself you're going to remember it. And also tell yourself what you're going to dream about. You know, because mm. that's also a, a, a technique that is a precursor to lucidity. But don't despair if you don't wake up in a dream or have amazing lucid dreams. Symbolic psychological dreams are just as valuable. And I make that clear in How to Catch a Dream. I don't actually go to lucid dreaming until the last couple of days because it's a 21-day program. Before that, it's dream recall, how to understand your dreams and loving your dreams. Because I believe every time you love your dreams, what you're actually doing is you're loving yourself. Because mm. you, your dreams are the language of your soul. The, the messages from the heart talking to you in a very, very complicated, artistic, visionary language, futuristic language. Take the time to learn it and you will not regret it. I'm telling you, you will just... And then you can start looking at your waking life. Like at the moment, I'm thinking, am I dreaming this? What's mm -hmm. the meaning? You know, and that's a really wonderful way to live because you don't take anything superficially anymore. Everything has layers and deeper meanings. And I think our lives can be so enriched if we bring that depth to all our conversations, interactions, what lies beneath here absolutely you know? absolutely just acknowledging those details and those moments and being yeah. present with those yeah um you know for those who are feeling really lost for those who are trying to find their way through life what advice would you have for i mean for those wanting to become more aware not only of their dreams and the meaning of their dreams, but just the meaning of themselves. Where do we begin? Where do they start? Having a good night's sleep is a great start, right? Because self-care is the absolute fundamental. Mm -hmm. You have to be your own life coach, your own champion, and to stop looking for other people and things to nurture you, support you, tell you what you need to do with your life. And you can start in no better place than getting a good night's sleep, right? Making sure your bedroom's tranquil. This is an act of self-care. Treating sleep as sacred. It is, because when you sleep, your body and cells renew, you dream these amazing dreams, and it you wake up with a recharged and refreshed. So I know this sounds very basic, but it is self-care fundamental. Get a good night's sleep. And then when you wake up in the morning, just stay still for a few precious moments. Those two or three minutes on waking are everything. You set the tone for your day. Now, I believe that we kind of wake up with a negative mindset ingrained because in times past we had to be paranoid we had to be negative because we could have been eaten by a tiger bitten by a snake clubbed by a rival tribe member so i believe that we're kind of hardwired to be negative on waking alert to threat however we you know life most of us touch wood are, are not living under the threat of their their lives and um what we have as human beings is the conscious ability to choose our thoughts. 
So if you consciously choose on waking, I'm gonna just marinate here, gonna let any dreams bubble to the surface, and I'm gonna feel overwhelming gratitude for those dreams. I'm going to imprint on my mind a grateful mindset for any intuitive insights that come. If nothing comes, just feel grateful for the sleep you've had and the opportunity for another new day to evolve and learn. And know that you have been dreaming and your, your nocturnal intuition has been working on your behalf. Just trust that it has and trust that in time the dreams will come. I'm telling you, those two minutes on waking, what you think then are crucial because they set the tone, right? And then get up and do an enormous full body stretch show the universe that you're expansive mm. that you matter don't minimize yourself so many of us when we wake minimize ourselves that will also encourage dreams to come because dreams are infinite and expansive and just try and continue this mindful approach during the day and if any dream images come through write them down and give thanks for them and then go away and brainstorm I mean, I gave you a few examples, like we were talking about your grey and your yarn. Mm -hmm. You know, there, there's an infinite number of associations with all these things. But what matters most is your personal association. In my dream dictionary, I give the common universal ones. Mm -hmm. But I always say at the end of the day, it's your personal associations. Mm -hmm. Just wildly brainstorm. And as you do, just know you are so much more mysterious. The fact that you've had a dream. Wow. What is that about? That should make you think, I'm, in, I'm interesting. Mm -hmm. And help you, as I say, love your inner being. You know, and just give yourself time. It's not gonna happen overnight. I mean, we don't plant seeds, do we, and expect them the next morning, unless you're Jack and the Beanstalk to have grown. <laughs> it's patience. Mm -hmm. You just trust that over time, doing these things are going to yield results. Just as when we go to bed at night, we trust that the sun's going to come up the next morning. We don't worry about that. And you've got to do that about your own well-being and your own personal growth. You've just got to go to bed at night and think, I'm going to have dreams and I'm going to trust that everything is moving to my best interest. If you can do that, just as you go to bed at night and you expect the moon to come out, right, and the sun mm -hmm. to come out the next morning, try and have that self-faith. And dream work is a great place to start because it reminds you mm -hmm that, you know, scientists and everybody, they don't actually know all the answers about the infinite mystery of who we are. You know that. Your dreaming mind is trying to make contact with you. Your soul mm -hmm. is trying to inspire you, fill you with creativity and a sense of wonder. Let it do its work. Don't fight it. Gosh, long answer again. <laughs> I love your long answers. I think they're beautiful. <laughs> Sorry, you're so kind. You're probably thinking of <laughs> No, I, I think um, everything that, that you've shared, um, things I've, I've not thought to think before. And for that, for sharing your story, um, for sharing your thoughts and all of this, thank you so much for helping all of us become a bit more aware now. Thank and you so much. One more thing I must say, and one more thing I must please, say, because please. I love what you said about what I've not thought before. A, the correct dream interpretation, what's the correct interpretation? How will you know it? You'll get that sense of aha, illumination. Mm -hmm. Also, the correct dream interpretation is always positive because your dreaming mind has your own best interest at heart. If the interpretation drains you, it's not the right interpretation. 
go for the positive one. And then the final thing, the correct interpretation will surprise you. Mm. Your dreams don't tell you what you already know. They're not routine. Mm. They tell you something that you don't already know. And that's the magic and mystery of dreams, the surprise. Wow. That So that just there, I mean, so that your dreams really are like a, a challenge for you. Like it's another puzzle. It's another riddle. And yeah. have fun with this because this is something that is yeah. true and that is real. And you have yet to to find out. Yeah. So. <sighs> <laughs> We love you. So much. Oh, <laughs> thank you. Tune into our podcast, subscribe to our magazine, find us and join us online. Visit IamAwareNow.com. We will no longer wait for permission to change the world. Together, we are aware now. <laughs>